Mijn naam is Kate en ik kom uit Amerika. Ik spreek Nederlands en jullie luisteren naar The Fluent Show. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning languages. Hello, fluent listeners. Hello, fluent fam. My name is Kirsten Cable, and I'm here to talk about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language. Just in case you don't know who I am, I write a website called fluentlanguage.co.uk where you can find different courses and coaching offerings and other helpful things to help you learn another language. And here on the Fluent Show... I usually answer listener questions in the solo episodes, but this time we've got something special going on because we're marking half of 2020. So I wanted to bring you a slightly different episode, sharing my own language learning plans, kind of reviewing, giving you a bit of an update, telling you what's new. And it'll it'll be a chance for me as well to just look at where I'm at with Chinese learning with what I'm finding difficult, with what I'm finding easy, and to take stock before setting goals for the next six months. You know, it's it's we've we've done it. We've done it. We've gotten halfway through 2020. Uh, what a year it's been. Ooh, so this is my hashtag clear the list. If you haven't read any of the clear the list blogs, then you'll kind of get an insight into how clear the list looks and works in today's podcast. And I invite you as well to please join me plan along and kind of let's have a think about what matters. And maybe you also want to plan your next half of the year. So that is what we're going to do. Before we crack on, of course, I've got our sponsor to give a little shout out to. And more important, more exciting than even our sponsor, the 39, I think it's 39 right now, Patreon backers of The Fluent Show. It's not even been a year that The Fluent Show has had a Patreon and all of you have come in to support the show, to keep the show running and to just kind of give me that boost and not just me, but Christian who edits the show, Sarah who helps with scheduling guests and things and Lindsay, of course, who comes and hangs out on the show. We know that you are here and you're behind us and for, with Patreon backers in particular, it, it doesn't matter how much you give. It's just so cool to know that people are supporting The Fluent Show and you are here giving us that boost. So as always, thank you so much to the Patreon backers of The Fluent Show. And thank you so much, secondly, to our sponsor, Yabla. Yes, I'm very excited. Yabla has just renewed their sponsorship. So you guys are going to hear a little bit more about them. They are sticking around. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show. If you've never heard of Yabla, it is a video database available in Italian, French, Spanish, English, German and Chinese, so in six languages. And you can use Yabla to view videos on so many different topics. And there's such a variety. So you can watch, I don't know, kids shows explaining to you things about life. You can watch YouTubers, you can watch music videos or news articles. And it's all very current. So there's stuff on there about coronavirus, if you want to hear more about coronavirus, for example, or weather reports and all that stuff. So you get all this listening practice. And what Yabla does so, 
so well is not just does it give you every single variation of subtitle that you could possibly need. So you can switch off your native language or source language anyway. You can switch on and off your target language. And if you're learning a language of characters, such as Chinese, you can also switch the characters on and off. You can click on every single word or character and you can also tap them now because the ipad version has been recently updated and the ipad version is awesome you can tap them get a translation there's various different games you can save them all as vocab flashcards you can loop the audio you can slow it down you can speed it up it'll do whatever you need it to instead of me telling you continuously how great yabla is I thought I'm going to read out one of their Trustpilot reviews <laughs> because Yabla have, they regularly share them and I thought this was a really good summary. So here's what not I say, but one of Yabla's Trustpilot reviewers has said recently. Everything you could need to learn a new language from beginner to advanced levels. You will love both the speed and loop buttons that allow you to understand the speakers. The loop button allows for repetition over and over. The lessons are varied and informative and interesting. This is the best language app of 10 that I have tried. So you can use Jabla as a language app on your phone, you can use it on your tablet, or you can use it on your desktop computer, and it'll work for everybody and as you can tell i'm not the only one who loves that loop button <laughs> you can try out a free 10 days on the yabla app and just really go everywhere and watch to your heart's content by going to yabla.com slash fluent show so thank you so much to yabla again for supporting the show and listeners if you want to try it out it is yabla.com slash fluent show and if you want to join us on patreon see what's over there get get some bonus audio get regular discounts on what i've what i'm offering get all the extended show notes that is patreon.com slash fluent show it's all there for you so let's get into 2020 and you know we've had a time with it haven't we we've had a half year that was not always so easy not always so straightforward and I want to be honest with you, I'm, maybe I'm coming at this from a deluded perspective or something, but I'm kind of feeling really optimistic. As we started heading towards the 1st of July, I, I, felt my, I felt optimism inside of me because there's a part of me that says, surely, surely there's so much potential for things to get better we have had a tough time you know i think globally you know what i'm talking about a lot of things have gone on and i'll kind of summarize the ones that have been the most important for me but i think a lot of people have really struggled in the first half of the year and it's it's a great time right now it's a great time to just kind of take that break and really treat the halfway mark of the year the solstice perhaps if you're that way inclined treat it as a chance to start again a chance to think back to to that energy that you might have had in january because i certainly had it i was so i was well rested after christmas but i was also so optimistic and i just felt like yeah you know this is the year we're going to get stuff done. And I mean, what we got done is getting through it, which was quite, quite impressive. So all I'm trying to say is I'm feeling optimistic and hopefully you're feeling optimistic too. Now let's start the review process. A good review always starts by taking stock. So if you are thinking ahead to what your goals might be for the next six months, perhaps, or even three months, I think six months is fairly long. 
And you've got all these different language learning ambitions, perhaps. Maybe you've got personal goals as well, and you've got other stuff going on. You might be getting married, moving house, having children, getting new work, looking for a new job because you've just got thrown into a, a challenging situation. Anything that is going on in your life right now, think first about where you are at. And I think especially with something like this, it's so great to really stop and think, where are we at? So I've got three different areas and I'm going to share with you what what are the biggest things have been for me that got me to where I'm at. First of all, here are my biggest, I would say, personal personal things that happened. So the first one is, and this was huge, I have finally moved house. So if you're hearing me with ever so slightly worse audio than the normal, just because the room is a bit emptier than normal, still haven't got a lot of hippie stuff on the walls or anything like that. It it had been such a long time coming. We have been sitting and waiting for this. We bought a house that was just a picture of a house when we bought it. And then we had to wait until it actually became a building. And it just took so, so, so long. And then in the first week of lockdown is when we moved house. So it was crazy, but I'm really happy that we got it done. And boy... In April, and especially in May, I could tell how exhausting the whole process had been. So it does take it out of you. And if you've had a big life event in the last six months, I, I, want to just, I want you to just take a break, take a little breath and, you know, pat yourself on the back because well done. Well done. Here we are. And you, we got it done, right? Number two, COVID-19 happened. The world suddenly very, very much changed. And for me, this, you know, it didn't really impact too much on my day to day life in the sense of working because I've always worked from home. But the polyglot cruise, for example, was cancelled. That for me stood for so many events that I have planned. Normally, I would be running a German retreat right now. This is what I've been doing for the last two years. Normally, this in the summer, I would be you know, very, very happily going somewhere where I can swim outside all the time and taking time off. And none of that really happened. Instead, we we all got dealt some a hand of anxiety and worry and possibly loss and severe personal pain. It's It's been really intense. And looking back on it, like I said, we're definitely not through it, but I'm allowing myself a slight amount of optimism. And I'm also grateful that just before this all kicked off here in the UK, we had about two months of the year where we weren't in a massive panic yet. I, in the middle of February, attended my mum's 60th birthday and it just really makes you aware of how important it is to, to do stuff like that, you know, to, to go back, to tell the world on a podcast how old your mum is. <laughs> and then finally, my, my other big personal point that really impacted and and wasn't language learning related is that in the last probably two months there's been so much more thinking around social justice it's something that's that's always on my mind but with what's what's happened recently with black lives matter stepping into the spotlight it's been really time to double down on all of this and to think deeply about society as a whole but also as a small one person who we are how we contribute to the good and the bad in the world and for me it's these are always times when I'm extremely grateful that I work in languages and I am able to to see the benefit you know to really bring in my belief that languages do change something in the world so those are my personal review points I hope they weren't too boring for you now the second quarter of 2020 so that's March to 
end of June has been particularly exhausting. But I, like I said, I remember the January optimism. Here are the biggest things that happened in Fluent, which is my company that makes the Fluent show. Now, before all the craziness kicked off, I, I, I had a really productive start into the year and I had a wonderful time making things. It was the first time in a while I had really made courses and made programs. And this, is, this has been marking my year. So I made the course Your Solid Vocab Memory, which is all about learning how to learn or getting better at learning and remembering vocab so i wanted to i've long wanted to put something out that teaches you how to do vocab but doesn't teach you how to do flashcards because that's not the same those two things are not the same thing so there was a lot of work that i did around your solid vocab memory i ran my first ever live round of a course which was awesome and is definitely coming back so look out for that we also had the language doubles guide to welsh that was so much fun and it's just been a great six months of creating new things with you language learners and so many of you podcast listeners have joined me on the various new offers that I've put out so I'm super I'm super grateful to just have you here and have you on the show secondly the podcast has done so so well not like we've got a million new listeners but there's been so many reviews from you that have been positive I do read all of the reviews we have added nearly 20 pledges on patreon which is huge huge and funnily enough one of my goals on Patreon is once I get 50 patrons, because the Patreon platform tells you, you know, set yourself some goals, give people something to aim for with you. And I said, okay, when we do 50, we're going to do a live, live show. Now, my dream is to host a live podcast where you can actually buy a ticket, see me in a bar and really see us on stage and, and we can all hang out together. Maybe that's not quite going to happen because of social distancing, but maybe... Right now we're on episode 187. Listeners, can you imagine getting to episode 200 with me? And then us hitting that, that goal on Patreon as well. And boy, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> so if you if you're wanting to get involved in that, you, know, you can always become a Patreon supporter. But either way, it looks like episode 200 is going to be a live broadcast one way or the other. I was going to do it to celebrate anyway, but hopefully it's going to hit that Patreon goal. So I'm just really proud of that and really proud of everyone who comes together to join the podcast. And then finally, there's been a lot of really fun, invisible things that make sure that the Fluent Show keeps on running and make sure that Fluent Language, the, the business, keeps on running. So there's been little things in the background, like switching my email provider and for me to take new courses to develop my own business skills and settling into my two new membership programs that I run. If, you, if you're not aware, I run a membership together with Lindsay and Shannon for language learners called Language League. And together with Lindsay, I run Teach and Thrive, which is a membership group for online teachers. And creating things for teachers is, this is the first time in years I've come back to doing it. And I just love it. I just love it. It's so rewarding to be to be helping you all so in a way this year has been so far a lot of cancellations <laughs> a lot of a lot of sacrifice in a way a lot of sitting at home but also it's been an opportunity to double down and become really productive now let's talk language learning because this is enough about fluent and behind the scenes and I don't want to I don't want to bore you. I did say it's a different kind of episode this week. So in my own language learning, here are the biggest things that kind of have been, have made my first half of 2020. If you go all the way back to the start of January, you'll hear my 
episode where I talked about the languages I'm learning and where I'm up to, etc. I have been all year, I think, dithering and wondering and hemming and hawing and noodling around about should I stick with Chinese or shouldn't I? Am I enjoying studying Chinese? Is this something I just want to commit to because I like being committed to something and I'm, re I'm not really much of a dabbler with languages or, or, or not? And this first half year, I would say, finally, things have really started coming together in my Chinese. I can now, I, I can have it with the sentence structure. I am making progress and like in every app, it's, it, I'm no longer a beginner. And I'm feeling like I am going to hit my goal. Because the other thing was online lessons. This is my, my number two biggest thing that had happened in a year. Because everything was cancelled in terms of travel, which, which affected my Welsh as well. I couldn't, I couldn't go to Wales as much as I, I would have really liked to. I had to find my language practice somewhere. So for me personally, I have recommitted to online lessons like, like a dervish over the last year and the italki challenge that was in april i think run from april and may boosted my commitments it boosted my confidence and it really pushed me to take on more lessons i just committed to that so much so this is the first time in absolute ages that i have purchased packages with different teachers and i've really kind of let other people support me in my language learning in a way that I don't normally do. In fact, I've got to make a recording break here because I've got an italki class coming up. <laughs> so I'm going to do that in a minute. But I just wanted to say online lessons and um, has been really, really big. The Chinese tutor that I found essentially just sent me a PDF of a HSK1 book, which is enormous, which I'm now halfway through because I found it's actually not that difficult for me, given all the work that I have done so far. I found the only other challenge really, the thing that's been noticeable in my language learning is that I've had to adjust to studying at home in Chinese when in the past I would have taken my Chinese materials to to the cafe. I've always really liked having a sort of relaxed study afternoon, sitting there with a fancy coffee for about two or three hours and just relax. So that kind of sucks because being at home is, is distracting. It's if, the, if your home is the place where you do everything, I'm sure you'll, you'll know from, from home working, it just becomes that much more difficult to separate different parts of your life. So still working around that. But overall, I would say I know where I'm at now in Chinese. I know what it is that I've learned and I know, I know what I'm working on and where a natural um, sort of pause point is going to be. And that's going to be when I finish that HSK1 book and looking ahead to it, I think I can do that in, in, in just a few weeks because I already know all the other stuff from HSK1. So that is my stock take. I would love to hear yours. Now remember, I haven't become fluent somehow magically in a brand new language in six months. Six months, it, it doesn't, it might not sound like I've made huge leaps. And you might also not be feeling like you are making huge leaps. But I recently spoke to a friend and I've not seen him since 2012. So I haven't seen him in person since 2012. And I think the last time we had a conversation with each other is many, many years ago as well. And I... I was kind of chatting about Welsh and I said to him, oh yeah, since we last met in person, I have learned Welsh. <laughs> I 
know? So even when in, in the in the small six month space, it feels like you, you're treading water, you're not going anywhere. When you're looking at things from a bigger perspective, so often you get the chance to just say, oh, yeah, I made huge progress compared to who I was four years ago. And I would love, again, I would love to hear your perspective on this. So send me your stock takes and yeah, I'm curious. You can email them or you can, you know, message me on Instagram or even just record, record a bit of audio. It'd be really, really fun to hear from you. Now, after I've done my Chinese lesson on italki, which starts now, I'm going to come back and then I'm going to tell you about what's the plan for thinking ahead. Second half of 2020. See you later. Sai-chan. Oh, ni hao. Hello. Ni hao ma. I'm back. I have just finished my Chinese class and can only recommend giving it a go and finding that moment in your week when you can kind of pause and find the mental energy to go and do this. Uh, my Chinese teacher seems to think I am... Brilliant. She keeps telling me things like, You are so clever, you're so talented at Chinese. So hopefully she's not gonna be listening to the next part of this podcast. From now on, I'm going to be working with something I use every time I set myself goals and something I've started using in my 30 Days to Fluent program as well, which is a new coaching program for language learners. I'll put it in the show notes if you want to book one. Uh, there is no availability now for July, but I've got spaces in August. So take a look. The worksheet I use is called Language Goals and it's part of the Language Habit Toolkit. And essentially what this prompts you to do is to try and be as specific as you possibly can and talk about the specific actions that you will take over the next 30 days to make steady and realistic language progress. But it doesn't start with asking you to do those goals because it starts with the, the mini stock tech, which is called Right Now I'm Working On. And right now, I've got two languages that I'm focusing on. That's been my whole first half of the year. I've focused as a sort of priority language on Chinese, learning Mandarin Chinese. And as you, as you can tell, I'm still at it. I'm still going. I am now on chapter eight. And I kind of looked ahead in this book. And this book is 14 chapters long. So I'm more than halfway through this HSK1 book, and I'm still not really finding anything that is a huge new challenge vocab-wise, grammar-wise. It's helpful to practice the pronunciation with the tutor, but overall going really, really well. So I, I think there's been progress in Chinese. In fact, in my reading, I've recently noticed that my blog with using Link which is a really enjoyable app. And I was using Link's own materials that they give you to you when you're starting with Chinese. The, but I hadn't found anything that... I found it kind of hard. I found it kind of complex and I couldn't actually find any good texts. And then I realized that the block was... I kept looking for things in beginner one when where I should be looking at this point is beginner two. So I think... I don't know if beginner two is, is an A2 level, but certainly... It's not complete beginner anymore. So I'm confident in saying that all these efforts that kind of felt like they didn't really lead anywhere in my Chinese have actually led somewhere and I'm I'm now making a bit of progress. But I don't have 
and this is you'll if you're a regular listener you'll know that I've been I've been debating how much to commit to Chinese when I don't feel the deep 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 love that I feel for Welsh the passion the joy the this is so much fun I don't have the oomph right but I keep getting better so I kept thinking what do I do what do I do what do I do and here is my goal that I have committed to going to, it is I'm definitely going to go to the end of this HSK1 book. And essentially going to be able to say like, yeah, I've totally done HSK1 and probably a little bit more. And that is when I kind of want to stop having Chinese as a focus language. I want to say like, yes, you know, I've I've done something good. I'm I'm so... I have managed to get Chinese to a stage where it's no longer a wall of sound, a wall of text and completely incomprehensible. And that is always a huge sense of progress for me personally. But the problem is I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of thinking, well, I've done a bit. I think I've done enough so that it wouldn't all fall out of my head and it's always going to be there. But shouldn't I I've invested so much. Shouldn't I go further? And you'll, you might have been in that stage as well. And you know I've been at this stage for ages. So for a long time I was debating, well, I don't want, I want to, I want to bring in another new language. I, I, I'm chasing, I'm, I'm, I want to have so much fun with new languages, but I don't know what to do about Chinese. So here is my vision. This is my answer. I've, I've finally cracked it. I've cracked it, fluent fab. My answer to this is that Chinese is going to not be completely abandoned, which is what I did with Russian and now can barely remember any. Chinese is going to go back down to level double. Haha! So this is what's going to happen. And that is obviously a goal after my milestone that I'm aiming for. So the Chinese vision has finally been discovered. It is, and, and I hope this, this helps you if you're listening and you've got one of those languages where you're kind of thinking, well, I'm putting a time in, but I don't know what to do. I'm not going to completely abandon it. I am going to bring it back down to level double. Now, Welsh is not really on level double, but in terms of the amount of time I'm putting in it, it's not wrong. I'm getting speaking practice on a regular basis because I've got regular italki lessons that I'm so enjoying. I listen to a podcast called Betty Metal. I listen to a little bit of S4C. My speaking practice has done really good things for how confident I feel and how I can express myself in Welsh. And if I had to put a label on it, I would la level myself somewhere around, somewhere between B1 and B2. So I'm feeling fairly comfortable. This is where I'm at. So in, in Welsh, I don't have a big ambition, but I want to continue to practice and I trust that practice will get make me better. In Chinese, I'm not at the same level. So I want to continue to practice, but only when I have fun and only little bits. I kind of want to take the pressure off of it and bring in new entertainment. And I'm hoping that that won't mean I completely abandon it. I'm... I mean, essentially, if you're observing what I'm doing, I'm trying to create space for a new target language to enter my life without completely breaking the routine and breaking the system I already have. And I wonder if for you this is similar. So if you are kind of following at home or in your car or whatever, wherever you are, and if you're listening to this, the two questions that 
that stand before really setting yourself the very specific goals are number one what are you working on right now where are you at what's what's what was last week like what was last month like not where are you at in the big picture but just what are you up to right now and then the next one is where do you want to be in 30 days so for me in 30 days in with my chinese i think i want to be closer to that milestone but i'm i'm working hard towards the milestone of finishing HSK1 and then I'm getting ready for the double. Now, when we talk to when we talk about the path goals, let me talk you through what how I break these down. So I already mentioned specific actions and I don't set specific actions for ever and ever and ever. I tend to set these and say, okay, I'm going to work on this for the next 30 days. This is what I care about most and then after the 30 days I can do another review. I break these down into listening, reading, speaking and writing, which are the core skills of a language. I don't set myself grammar goals or vocab goals because I feel that through using a language, you will automatically learn vocab and grammar. So here are my listening goals. In Chinese, I want to continue working with Yabla because Yabla has worked out great for my listening comprehension. I need to keep at it and I enjoy sort of doing 10 minutes in the morning. It's fairly easy. I've also recently discovered that now the, I think it's called Chinese Lessons, Chinese, the Melnick's podcast, which, let me give you the exact title of it. I do apologize. Chinese Lessons from Melnick's, M-E-L-N-Y-K-S dot com. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. So it's called Learn Chinese. It sort of gives you situational little dialogues, little bits. Uh, it's it's quite a fun podcast. At first, I found it overwhelming to take a podcast into my language learning routine because I didn't have any basics. But now at the level that I'm at, I'm actually finding it really good, really helpful. There's only one or two new words in the shows rather than every word is a new word. And I've given myself a little goal. I said I will continue listening to this Melnix podcast and see if I can catch up, see if I can get to lesson 14 or 15. So that's about seven of them for the month. It's quite a lot. My speaking practice in Chinese is going to be two italki lessons, out of which I, continue, I finish one. Yay! <laughs> and then two italki community tutor lessons because I'm working on this little conversation script and that, that will help me help me set up that conversation script. And in Welsh, I'm just going to continue taking the lessons I'm already taking. In my reading, as I said, my block with Link was not realizing that I am I can access this beginner to material as possible. But I haven't got anything specific in my reading that I'm excited about. So I'm just going to restrict this to app practice, link, and just reading as much Chinese subtitles on Yabla as I can get. But I won't put any pressure on. There isn't anything specific that I'm telling myself I must reach at the moment. I've got various little bits. So it's more of a case of following my habit, which is established. For my writing in Chinese, I'm to be honest, I'm not massively interested i do have the habit of writing down vocab when i learn it in class so today i wrote down chu lai chu and xiu xiao and really so there you go you know if you're a chinese learner now you know my level it's not particularly high <laughs> but i do have this conversation script again which was from uh, a language league template 
and I printed it out and pasted it into my notebook. I'm halfway through, and instead of abandoning it, I, this is a great chance to remember, oh, this is something I'm already working on. So my goal is to just finish this, finish this conversation script, which is going to continue with lots and lots of writing. In Welsh, I don't set myself goals for this so much. I have written some bits down, but because of the level I'm at and because I don't have anything huge ahead of me, I decided to not set specific goals and hold myself to them. So the focus is still on Chinese as it has been for a while. Now, if you are doing this at home, so let me remind you, you want to set yourself something that is measurable. So something like get to lesson 14 in the podcast I'm listening to or what have I got? Finish this conversation script. So you want something where you know that it's actually done. Something that is very difficult for many people with goal setting is that you very often will write something like, like do more link or do more italki or something like that, which isn't, isn't specific enough and doesn't really tell you enough. So even if you've got something like Duolingo, that's, if that's the only thing you're doing and all you're doing is you're working on your streak in Duolingo, you might want to say, keep my streak up for the whole month or something. So you need something that is measurable and you need to cover listening, speaking, reading and writing if you want to set up your own language learning plan and that's going to get you further. So, that is roughly the end of <laughs> where we're at. That is my language learning plan, as I have shared it with you. It is a little bit more gentle. It is a little bit less less than full foot on the gas pedal to the metal. But I have been working very hard on many other things. And we've got some really cool interviews coming up with the Fluent Show. So I feel like with goals, I always feel it's much, much better to set yourself a goal that you know you can achieve rather than setting yourself a goal that you feel is ambitious because you should be ambitious and then you don't hit it and you feel bad about yourself. That is where it's at. At the end of July, it's going to be time for me to to look closer into switching languages. And then maybe I will share, perhaps in a conversation with Lindsay, which languages I'm looking at for the second half of the year to bring it in and remind it, this, I'm just doing this for the joy. In other words, learning a language should be something that you enjoy first, something that gets you excited, but it should be combined with this sense of discipline and achievement and the weird thing is i i feel this so so strongly is every single time that you you bring that discipline you start doing it you start acting as if you're motivated you get the results you get those rewards you get the feeling that it's not as hard as you thought it was and you're going to find yourself more motivated as well i would love to hear if this is something that resonates with you and if you're also finding ah oh, you know i didn't want to do it but then you you did end up doing it now, if you want to participate in Clear the List or you want to share your own language learning goals, please, please, please do. I'm going to put a link to Clear the List in the show notes, which is a monthly roundup of language goals and progress. And it's run by Shannon Kennedy and Lindsay Williams. But it's a blog roundup and it's open to everybody and anybody who's interested. So please come and join us, share your own goals, share what you've been up to in your own target languages, or just make an Instagram post and tag me. And it's time for me to tell you how to contact The Fluent Show. You can email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. 
You can find me on Instagram at Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore Fluent. On Twitter, The Fluent Show is at The Fluent Show and I am at Fluent Language. There's a Facebook group called Fluent Language Learners, which you can join. And every single week there is a check-in where loads and loads of people participate and share what they've been up to in that particular week. I hope that one of those ways of contacting me is convenient and handy for you. If you want to support The Fluent Show, go over to patreon.com slash fluentshow and perhaps consider becoming a patron. That's it from me. Next week, I've got a very exciting interview for you. But let today be today. Goodbye. Sajen. Hulvaur.